Hi, Angie. I was just listening to your station. Um, I was listening to a bit about can you take criticism, and I think it's definitely something that's going to help you grow. But often people don't like criticism because of the delivery, not necessarily what the person's saying. So could be a bunch of stuff about the way you do your work, could be even the way you drive, where you do your hair, or just even some even just basic trying to help some of their hygiene levels. I think it's really great to kind of I don't know, I like to kind of give the word of encouragement rather than in criticism, but it's just to encourage someone to do and be better to really reach their full potential. And I think it's definitely it's the delivery of it. That's what I always kind of think of. Sometimes it can be given harshly, but it's the delivery. Hey, Angie Ray, this is Jill from Jill George's. Thank you so much for following me. You are so supportive and you also like my stuff on social media. So I love you and I've listened to you and you sound like you have... Um, really interesting stuff to get out there to your audience so i wish you the best for your journey and i look forward to hearing more of your clips see ya hey good morning hey thank you for the good conversation you know i think um constructive criticism is just that is very constructive you know it, it's only designed to help make you a better person but you know i can understand how it can offend some people maybe depend on who the criticism is coming from or how they decide to give it maybe but you know and you do have some people who no matter you know how you deliver the criticism just the fact that you're criticizing them they feel like it's, it's an attack but i feel like you know, at the end of the day, you know, constructive criticism is designed to, you know, bring bring awareness to, you know, a shortcoming or flaw to help make a person better. And people should just take it for what it is. Thank you. Hey, just wanted to send a special shout out to you. Hey, just checked out your 48 hour film. Hey, good stuff. Keep up the good work. Hope to see you in Hollywood. Okay, guys, it's story time about Angie Ray. All right, so a little bit about me. I told you guys yesterday about my acting, and so today I want to tell you about my love for languages. I speak, well, I used to speak three different languages. Well, four. But I really don't count, like, Korean you know, as the language, because I only know a few words. Um, I know, uh, I mean, I really only use those when I go to the hair store, to be honest. <laughs> um, I used to know German. That was my second language. I went to a German kindergarten in Kaiserslautern, Germany. So I know my numbers. Guten Morgen, Guten Tag, Guten Nacht nine um spanish of course i am almost a hundred percent fluent i mean <laughs> my family like i said is from panama but they never taught me spanish i learned it in school so um and of course english so those are my languages darlings um i am trying to uh practice the english accent i don't know if i quite gotten it but you know practice makes perfect 
right, cheerio. <laughs> what languages do you guys speak? Chime in, call in, or what? I mean, are you guys looking to learn a language? Like Rosetta Stoneish, IDK, let us just know. Anywho, again, this is Angie Ray. Ciao. Hello, this is Anthony Kaponovich, and you are now listening to Angie Ray. We get it, doesn't matter to me. I just need to get off this white carpet. No, okay, no, not the bathroom. Everybody, go outside. I'm serious. There's a bathroom across the street. Everybody has the flu. Oh, no, no, no. Where are you going? I need a bathroom. No! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, are you 
fun, aren't you? You're just shitting in the street. The general atmosphere is very Macbethish. What has or is about to happen? What is he talking about? Macbeth. We know you. We've seen you like this before. Is it over or is it just beginning? Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Mademoiselle, to you too. I distinctly remember Addison crossing you off my guest list. What are you doing here? Dear Margot, you are an unforgettable Peter Pan. You must pray again soon. Uh, you remember Miss Caswell? I do not. How do you do? We've never met. Maybe that's why. Miss Caswell is an actress, a graduate of the Copacabana School of Dramatic Art. Ah, Eve. Good evening, Mr. DeWitt. I have no idea you two knew each other. This must be at long last our formal introduction. Until now, we've only met in passing. That's how you met me. In passing. Yeah. Eve, this is an old friend of Mr. DeWitt's mother, Miss Caswell, Miss Harrington. Miss Caswell, how do you do? Addison, I've been wanting you to meet Eve for the longest time. It could only have been your natural timidity that kept you from mentioning it. You've heard of her great interest in the theatre. Well, we have that in common. Then you two must have a long talk. I'm afraid Mr. DeWitt would find me boring before too long. You won't bore him, honey. You won't even get a chance to talk. Claudia, come here. You see that man? That's Max Fabian, the producer. Now, go and do yourself some good. Why do they always look like unhappy rabbits? Because that's what they are. Now, go and make him happy. Now, don't worry about your little charge. She'll be in safe hands. Hey, what's up, Angel? So, I almost forgot. You guys have to go get your tickets um, to Black Panther. Like, we really have to show out with these numbers. I just bought mine last night. And um, the theater that I was going to, they had sold out of the 7 p.m. show. And the movie is not, is not going to come on until next month, on the 15th. So, February 15th, Black Panther comes out. And like 10 minutes later the 1010 show was almost full and i was like what what is going on like it's broken records you have to buy your ticket and show out like i was in that movie but i just did background you will not see me however you will see a bus and people getting off that bus and I decided because it was too cold I wasn't getting off the bus so when you're watching Black Panther look for the opening scene and look for a bus and just know that I am on that bus <laughs> oh my god it was the best experience it was so cold that night that we filmed and I was like I, I was on my diva, I'm not gonna lie. And I just <laughs> I just could not. 
So I did not. I sat on the bus and I talked to everybody on that bus. And actually, um, if you guys if you guys haven't seen my film yet, um, I'll put well the link is in my bio. Um, the little girl um, who is in well one of the little girls who's in the movie, I actually met her on the set of Black Panther. And she was so feisty that I was like, if I ever, if I put out a film this year, I'm casting her. And that's what I did. And it was phenomenal. So, I mean, I guess the whole reason for me staying on the bus in Black Panther was because I needed to find actors. And I didn't even know it. So sometimes you could be in the right place at the right time. But I'm going to tell you how cold it was. I wasn't playing. I was not coming up off that bus at all. I didn't care how much you paid me. Now, we did, again, eat really, 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 really well on a Marvel set. But the kicker is you cannot have your cell phone. So I couldn't take any pictures. Like, they are locked down. But we ate. We always eat on set. Like, food is great. I mean, except for, I ain't going to talk about it. But one time I was on set and... They have the audacity. I can't even say it. I'm not even going to say it. But anyways. Yeah. So just moral story. Go buy your ticket. Support. Uh, Black Panther has broken the record for the most pre-sales of any Marvel movie. So, yeah. That's it. Support. Bye. I'm so mad. What's wrong, Nancy? Well... Colette, I did what you told me to do. I uh, I bought one bag of collard greens from um, from Kroger, and I told my family. I told them. I said, Colleen gave me her parents' recipes, um, her recipe for collard greens, and I'm gonna make it just like Colleen. Okay, so what happened? Did you? use turkey bacon or regular bacon no no you're not understanding calling it doesn't it wasn't about the recipe itself okay i saw like when you brought it in last thanksgiving you brought a big like pot okay and everyone was like raving about your collard greens and i wanted people to rave about something that i made so I humbled myself and asked you for the recipe and you were so kind and so I went to the store and I got one big bag of collard greens because I mean I know you said to go to the farmer's market and get like um, a bun like two or three bundles and then to cut it up but honestly Colleen I really didn't have the time like I had to make the cranberry sauce the turkey I had to make so many things and I just didn't have the time so I bought just one like the biggest bag um, there and it was so good but it was less than a cup full I was so angry like my family only got to have one one spoonful of the collard greens and I'm just so angry because it was so much work well next time you'll listen like I told you 
them bags ain't truthful. But I totally forgot that you told me that not to buy the bag. I just figured that you were just trying to give me the old school recipe and that. <laughs> Miss Colleen, it's okay. I got to get back on these phones. But um, I'm going to send you uh, to the place, the market that I go buy my collard green stocks from. And then if you want, I can come over one day and I can show you how to clean greens, to cut it up, soak them, and really get a big helping. You would do that for me. I'd do it for you. Okay, Colleen, I love you so much. Like, I don't even know what I would do without you. <laughs> it's okay, Miss Colleen. Just make sure you listen. You heard it first. This is your girl, Angie Ray. That was a comedy skit I literally just made up on the fly. Listen, when you're in the store and you want to buy collard greens, don't do it. They sell ba a big old bag of collard greens for, and they fill it all the way up to the top, okay, with a little bit of room left. And um, they sell it for like $3. That is a ripoff. You can get like two or three bundles for like $1.99 at the farmer's market. So if you're ever wondering why when you cook down collard greens, it only has a little bit, that's why. All right. Don't say I never told you nothing. All right, bye. Hey, what's up, angels? Happy Saturday. It's your girl Angie Ray here. So I have a hot topic here. Um, would you or have you ever considered inviting your ex to your wedding? If you've done it, tell me why. If you haven't and you're thinking about it, let me know. If you wouldn't even dare, let me know. I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Me, I don't know. I think it, de it depends on the person. Um, it depends on the friendship. And it depends on the, the genuine care that we had for one another. If you really want to see me happy and I wasn't happy with you. And you're happy that I'm happy that I'm getting married to somebody else. But I'm going to send you that invite. <laughs> That's just me, angels. Let me know your thoughts. Bye. Who are you? Uh, my name is Andy Sachs. I recently graduated from Northwestern University. What are you doing here? <clears throat> well... I think I could do a good job as your assistant. And, um, yeah, I came to New York to be a journalist and uh, sent letters out everywhere and then finally got a call from Elias Clark and met with Sherry up at Human Resources. And basically, it's this or auto universe. So you don't read Runway? Uh, no. And before today, you had never heard of me? No. You have no style or sense of fashion. Well, um, I think that depends on what you're... No, no. That wasn't a question. Um, I...
what's up angels i just wanted to check in with you guys today um i figured i would give you guys a little background about myself um and how i got started in the entertainment industry um it actually started here in atlanta georgia i was an extra on the movie the fighting temptations with cuba gooding jr and beyonce and i swear it was a church scene I don't know if you can see me, but I am like in the second row to the left, which is the opening scene. Second row to the left, um, in bright clothes, and my hair is super short. And I clapped that day for 12 hours on set. And I ate filet mignon. And I mean, we ate very, very, very well on set. It was just, I think that's when I got bit by acting bugs I was like wow if I can clap for 12 hours and get a check and eat filet mignon um let me <laughs> let me step back and figure out what I'm gonna do with my life so that's what I did and um then I went to performing arts school in LA so I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy there and I learned everything I, I needed to know about um the craft I mean not you're not gonna learn everything in two years but I learned the basics and um, that's kind of where I'm at today so um, yeah then I was on a web series I've been on Telemundo I was on Caso Cerrado um, and it's been like it's been a journey but I, I wouldn't man I wouldn't change anything for the world so that's a little bit about my uh, my acting chime in call in ask me questions charles let me talk to you i'm talking with charles ramsey he's a neighbor uh walk me through again what happened this afternoon you you, you heard screaming I heard screaming i'm eating my mcdonald's i uh, come outside i see this girl going nuts trying to get out of the house so i go on the porch I go on the porch and she says help me get out i've been, I'm, I've been in here a long time so, you know, I figured it's a, a domestic violence dispute. So I open the door and we can't get in that way because how the door is, it's so much that a body can't fit through, only your hand. So we click kick the bottom and she comes out with a little girl and she says, call 911. My name was Amanda Berry. And did you know who that was when, you, when she said that? When she told me it didn't register until I got the call in 911. And I'm like, I'm calling the 911 for Amanda Berry. I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And, and she got on the phone and she said, yes, this is me. And the detective, uh, Cook, right here, Detective Gregory Cook says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? I said, I said. Now, and when did you see, when did you see Gina? About, about, about five. Good. So, about five minutes after the police got here. See, the girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only one. It's some more girls up in that house. So they went up there, you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they came out, it was just astonishing. Because I thought they would come up with nothing. I figured, I mean, whoever she was, and like I said, my neighbor, uh, you, you got you got the, some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a year. Okay. You sure come up from? Right. I barbecue with, with this dude. We eat ribs and, and whatnot and listen to salsa music. You sure I'm coming from? And you had no indication that there was anything. Hey, bro, not a clue. 
that that girl was in that house or anybody else was in there against their will because how he is is I, he just comes out to his backyard plays with the dogs tinker with his cars and motorcycles goes back in the house so he's somebody that you look and you look away because he's not doing nothing but the, the average stuff you see what i'm saying There's nothing exciting about him well until the day <laughs> what was your reaction on the girls faces i can't imagine to see the sunlight to be real i knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms something is wrong here dead giveaway dead giveaway charles thank you very dead much dead giveaway thank you very much for your time and either she homeless or she got problems that's the only reason why she run to a black man charles thank, thank you for being there man charles ramsey Good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. It's your girl, Angie Ray. I hope you are having a blessed Wednesday morning. I am truly highly favored. Um, I'm just happy, guys. I'm really, really happy. I really, really appreciate uh, all the love you guys show me here on the Anchor Family. Um, and, yeah, so there's that. And I just... <sighs> Okay, I didn't really want to get into being so petty so early, but I'm going to go ahead and have to do it. Okay, this is just a, a public service announcement to everyone who wears protective styling. I am for protective styling, and for those of you who do not know what that is, protective styling is wearing wigs weaves braids whatever something to protect your natural hair from the elements or from breaking um or just to give your hair like rest so it can grow well i'm all for black girl magic too like i embrace black girl magic all the way and i love being fabulous however when i spot someone in a professional field let's say like a doctor or a lawyer or someone just that is in a professional field, I feel that there are enough resources out there for you to know how to proper, properly put a wig on. I'm just going to cut to the chase. I was at an appointment yesterday and I really got sad and I really started not to trust my doctor because... Her wig was pulled back like it was a a fitted cap. Like, you know how they pop the fitted caps up? It was like pulled back like two inches off of her hairline. And I'm just like, so if you don't care <laughs> about the placement of your wig... Why should I trust you with my health again? <laughs> oh, God. I just wanted to pull her wig forward and, and throw some bobby pins in there. And like I said, I, I didn't want the petty spirit to raise up in my soul this morning. But I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. I'm through with it. I just feel like this has to be called to the carpet. You know... If I drive through Chick-fil-A and the girl at Chick-fil-A window hair is laid and slayed 
nails done, makeup done, all that stuff. Why you, as a physician, why you can't have your wig pulled up to your hairline? Or you could have even thrown like a headband over it. It's just, it's too much, guys, and it's overwhelming, and I just need, I need advice. What would you do in this situation? <laughs> Bye, angels. I don't want to deal with you. Okay, then you need to take your event and your attitude and check outside. Will. You need a reality check. No, you need a reality okay. check. You don't have the connections, honey. It's uh, uh, Are you crazy? And Google me and do my resume. You, better, you need to get your face out of my face. You need to watch yourself before you get checked. Who gonna check me, boo? about my song wifey i can't wait to make it official in this booth i'm wifey <laughs> it might have heard about me i'm wifey mm. and don't you forget that so i came by the studio to fill charles in or let's get the creative for the video and she's in the booth I'm hearing Countess, and I'm a little concerned. You know, she sounds hoarse. It sounds like her throat hurts. So I'm a little concerned. Hi, baby. Hey. What's in your little Tupperware? What's that? Oh, that's Cheetos. Cheetos? What does that do? Gets do the mucus. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, so Beyonce, Whitney, I mean, um, everybody, you guys eat Cheetos? <laughs> I never knew that. I'm <laughs> You're sounding good, but how does your throat feel so far it's cool you know we gotta get it while we can i mean it's not keeping me from my dream just because they tell me you're hoarse so it can never be fixed it'll always be like raspy kind of yeah wow that's crazy <laughs> there's a lot that goes with having thyroid right now it would just be really nice to get through one event without shade fest 2016 i mean come on people i heard you you are just quite the little archival person looking up footnotes and stuff online. Never like that. I was just browsing through Just browsing through and, browsing was, yeah, through and my you know, face just happened to pop. I know how it is. Yeah, and it just popped up. The internet's yeah. just so funny that way. Well, but when you got cast for the position, it popped up too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. No, of course. I, I, I didn't, honey. It's a recast. But thank you. Okay. And thank you as a black woman being supportive of another black woman. That's a beautiful trait. I'm mixed. With what? <laughs> You're mixed. With what? You're of color, though, because we're the same skin color. So you're black. That's so great. we we should support each other. Let's just support each other. Let's not be negative. 
I'm not negative. I was. I just think something on the internet. Yeah. So let's just be positive. I think we need to step up. Like she's trying to say, it was coming from a loving place. Oh, was because I'm getting all these different things. No, no. I heard this because they were like, "Let's go." Okay, we're gold. I said, "Let me explain. Let me just let me say this. I want to say this. Okay, I'm an actress in this business." happens okay i've got two other jobs that i'm doing it is a pilot that it was recast point blank people get recast every single day i'm fine everything's good let's move on okay ladies now let's get information give me a p give me a e give me a t t y i'm petty all the time give me a p about having a flat butt and I kind of started my mental quest for a larger butt at 38 a woman who wasn't a doctor said that she did butt injections a week later i found myself laying on her daughter's bed having the silicone injected into my body i didn't do any research on the silicone that was injected in my body nor did i do any research on this woman a year later, after the injections, my butt started to get hard, it started being discolored, and then it started itching, and then extremely painful. The second year, I went to numerous doctors to have the silicone removed, but they would have had to remove my butt cheeks, and nobody wanted to do that. By the fourth year, I was in excruciating pain. I went to the hospital. One of the nurses put some cream on my butt cheeks. Ended up eating a hole through my right butt cheek. And two months later, I ended up contracting a staph infection. I was rushed to the hospital. They gave me 24 hours to live. Put me in an, an induced coma. And they put me on a medication that would help to increase my blood pressure. That medication caused gangrene to my extremities. Once I came out of the coma, I could see that my hands and my feet were necrotic. I knew that I was going to have to lose my hands and my feet. And I was just devastated. My hands and my feet, they would never come back. That's over for me. But at least I can use this 
to help share with someone else so that they would never have to experience anything like this, especially in the name of a butt. What's going on, angels? It's your girl, Angie Ray. I hope you guys are having a great afternoon. I definitely am. So, I wanted to take this segment to let you guys know why I celebrate other people. Um, even people I don't even know. I always appreciate, I've been doing it for years too. I always celebrate other people um, because I feel like there's a lot. there's not a lot of people out there doing that. And every single time I've celebrated someone, God has blessed me. And so I still want God to bless me. So I keep showing out love. That's it. Uh, Case in point, in order to be a professional or be recognized as a professional performer in the acting world, there's a um, entity called the Screen Actors Guild or SAG for short. And in order to join SAG, which is a union, they they present difficult hoops for you to jump through. Almost impossible. And I won't go into details here, but I there's an easy way and there's a hard way to get into SAG. And the easy way is almost impossible. But if you get it, then it's easy, <laughs> if this makes sense. So one day I was working on a, ser- a mini-series And I really just enjoyed the energy on set. I really just enjoyed everyone there. And I wasn't even doing anything but background. I mean, all I was doing was being an extra. And I went on social media and I was supporting um, the miniseries. It's called The Unwritten Rules. And um, I did that without anyone asking me. Okay. And I just felt like more people needed to hear about this miniseries so I just started promoting her and I didn't she didn't ask me to or anything well a couple months go by and she sends me an email and she's like hey you have been showing me so much love I want to do something for you um I'm gonna go ahead and taft Hartley you in to the union so I'm going to write a part for you. Um, I need you to come in and be this character called Marilyn. And so I was like, you're going to write a what? <laughs> you're going to write a part for me? Um, I've Now, mind you, I was in L.A. for seven years struggling to even get into the union, which like I told you before, it was nearly impossible. So this lady who I barely know, because I was showing love to her, decided to show love back to me, and she taff heartly me in, which is basically, um, basically in, in in a short form, if a producer feels like there's not another actor out there to do or play the part, they will pay a penalty to the Screen Actors Guild in order for you to become this character that they want, which is called a Taff Hartley. And major productions, they do it. Major productions do it. But I didn't think that she would do that for me. But she did. And that was really God. Because God kept telling me to keep promoting her. So, if 
God is telling you to do something for someone or your higher power is telling you to do something for someone, just do it because you never know that it might be a blessing in disguise. So that's my little feel good story. I hope you guys liked it. That's a little bit about me. So yes, now I'm SAG eligible for life until I join the union, but it's the very thing that I need to be recognized as a professional actor and that's that. So, all right guys, bye. Hooray, hooray for Angie Ray. She sure makes my day. Hooray, hooray. Hooray, hooray. Hooray, hooray, hooray for Angie Ray. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> my name is Jessica Marie Sinclair. I'm only eight years old. My mummy. My mummy doesn't know that I'm on this right now, so if you'd be very upset, so you can't tell her. Anyways, me and my mummy like to have dinner parties over our house. Um, sometimes we invite people over, but sometimes I never leave. Yes, I like to... Mummy... Mummy likes to send me out in the backyard sometimes to... And she always tells me to take my shovel and to shovel six, I think she says, six feet under or until the hole is very deep. That's all I'm allowed to tell. I gotta go, mommy's. Yes, mommy. I gotta go, mommy's coming. Don't tell her I was here. Hey, angels, what's going on? It's your girl, Angie Ray. Yes, hunty, it is I. So, I really haven't had a topic discussion in like 24 hours or something like that. Um, I have a topic I want to discuss. The friend zone. The proverbial friend zone. Do you guys use the friend zone at all? Even, I, you know what? For me personally, I use the friend zone for everybody. Everybody has a friend zone. You want to know why? Because my time is precious. And my feelings and my heart are precious. And I just ain't got time for the buffoonery. So, everybody go in that friend zone. And you got to fight like hell. All my life, I had to fight. I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight my uncle. Woman child ain't safe in a house full of men's. <laughs> I don't even know if that was the correct. <laughs> Those were not the correct words from Sophia in the color purple. But y'all get the gist. Everybody go in there. Fight to get out. Just fight. Just, you know, scratch and claw to get out of the friend zone. Because... This black girl magic ain't got the time for no foolery and no buffoonery. Okay. Oh, oh my God, you guys, I got the R's. I almost wrote it. Oh, not too, not quite. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> y'all, let me know y'all thoughts. Do you use the friend zone? How often do you use it? Bye. What's up, my angels? It's your girl, Angie Ray. So, 
I wanted to come and give you guys a little snippet of um, just a little bit about me. So how about I have an infatuation with twins? Like I am dead set on having two sets of twins and one single baby for a total of five. I don't have any kids yet, but I definitely like I have to have twins. Like so if I have to do um some treatments to get my twins i'm gonna i'm gonna have twins i think they are the most fascinating things on earth like i just i'm infatuated with them i have been since i was a kid i love twins it's so does anybody else love twins Uh, are you a twin do you have twins Uh, please chime in i don't know what got me to think about this but i was like i need to have my twins and I would go so far to let you know I already have names picked out, but that's none of y'all business. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's so rude. <laughs> that's so rude. But I ain't gonna tell it until I have my twins. But anyways, um, yeah. So I just wanted to give you guys like a little snippet of um, a little something, something, a little personal information. Since y'all be sharing, I'm sharing too. Thanks for sharing, Angie. <laughs> As far as the Facebook, she had the nerve to like a status that that one of her friends that was staying there, they had posted, she had posted, bye Felicia. (laughs) Now, do you know what bye Felicia means? Well, that is your name. That is your, your name is Felicia. The day so I you were moving out. out, you moved. You moved out. Yes, the day so I the moved day out. The day after one of your. The day I moved out. <laughs> so, the day I moved out. Okay. What does "bye Felicia" mean to you? Honestly, it is a big saying that is going around. Basically, it means the B word. Uh, the so person you do not like. By person you do your not. name is Felicia. Yes. All they say was "bye Felicia." Yes. <laughs> In capital letters. <laughs> So, by Felicia is, I mean, I, I know it from the movie Friday. Exactly. Yeah, that I know it from. Me Which well. means, now, by Felicia. now it means. And, but, but I don't know that it means that the B word, most of the time it means you're dismissing someone. You're either dismissing what they're saying or you're dismissing them, but they're so irrelevant, you don't even want to say their name or care to know their name. So, you just say, by Felicia. But everybody does know. <laughs> Felicia is your name. Yes, She said she has a story to tell, and I'm sure she'll be selling that story. We'll see. Well, yeah, she will. Bye, Felicia. She said she has a story to tell, and I'm sure she'll be selling that story. We'll see. Well, yeah, she will. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. What's up, Craig? What's up, Smokey? Nothing. What y'all smoking on? Nothing. What you want? Oh, I need to borrow your car right quick. What kind of shit is that? Most people want to borrow sugar. They even ketchup. You want to borrow my car? Hell no. Come on. Well, let me borrow a joint. You need to borrow a job with your broke ass. Always trying to smoke up somebody's shit. Then come on, Felicia. Remember that. Remember it. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. Craig. Bye, Felicia. What's going on, angels? I just want to talk to you today about dieting and such. I mean, actually, it's not even dieting. What I'm doing, I'm trying to get down to my birth weight. 
Yes, my birth weight, which was seven pounds, nine ounces. So after I eat my scrambled eggs this morning and my sweet potato, I'm going to be eating Tic Tacs for the next three to four days. So I just want to share that with you guys so you would know that if my voice was trembling a little bit or if I just sounded noticeably weaker, then you would know what it is. Please no one stop me. I've done this for years. It's a, it's a win-win situation for me. So again, I am trying to get to my birth weight. I would appreciate the support, the angelic support. Um, please call in with your thoughts. Have you ever tried to get down to your birth weight? And if so, how close did you get? Did you meet that weight? Um, I'm anxious to hear any other birth weight achievers. Okay, guys. Bye. Hola, gente people. Aquí Lobo. Estáis escuchando la estación de Angie Ray. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Anchor family. It's your girl, Angie Ray. My angels, I have a question for you. Are you someone who can't take criticism? Or do you know somebody who can't take criticism? I would love to hear from you. You know, I'm someone that can take criticism. I take it very well. But I do know other people who I would dare not give them constructive criticism because I know that they would not take it well and it's sad because although you want to be that person in their lives that's truthful you can't you can't they don't take it well so I was wondering do you know somebody like that are you like that have you been working on it do you know someone who is working on it because constructive criticism can be very good for a person. You know, it can help you grow. It can help you look at something um, in another light that you probably normally wouldn't look at. Um, and it also could be very, um, it can hurt your feelings, you know. But that's what we're here for on this earth is to grow. And you cannot grow being stagnant with no constructive criticism like for real, for real. So, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on it. I think it's a pretty interesting topic. I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I wanted to know what you guys thought. Alright, my angels. Bye. Hey, good morning, Andrew Ray. This is Jeremy. I was, um, I saw why you sent me a request. Um, but I, I've never seen it before, so I'm not really sure, uh, what you are requesting um, I'm most um, willing and able to uh, try to meet your request at whatever you are asking about so please um, you just hit me up I really appreciate it peace hi Angie Ray it's Shannon from five minute convo I was listening to some of your um, episodes this morning and I noticed you said you lived in LA for seven years and now you're in Atlanta I would love to know like why did you leave LA to go to Atlanta um, as far as the film industry? And I'm asking because I used to live in Atlanta. I now live in Charlotte and I would love to move to LA to get more exposure in the film field. Um, but I've also considered moving back to Atlanta as well. 
So just kind of want to know what do you, you know, what advice do you have about that? Atlanta, L.A., you know, thanks. Okay, Angel. So this is about basically how I started, how I put together my first film. I, um, there is a competition called the 48 Hour Film Project. You guys should go look it up. Um, and basically it happens in every city and you compete to basically have the best film. Um, and then you go to Khan. Uh, during the Cannes Film Festival and you're able to premiere your film. So that was the competition that I joined. Um, it was here in Atlanta, but they have it, like I said, in every city. And I basically put a audition notice out on Facebook and I did it for, I, for a week. So, I mean, it opened on Monday, closed on Friday and I was serious. Um, and I got a lot of responses of people who wanted to work with me. And, um, I was really surprised because I have never, I've never put a film together before. Um, and actually let's go back. I, they had these auditions, um, casting calls for the 48 hour film project. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me go to one of these auditions and see if I could be on someone's team. And when I got there, the lady was like, okay, so you're going to be, um, so what's the name of your team? I was like, well, I don't know. Cause I actually am here to audition. And she was like, are you sure you want to audition? Or are you sure, are you sure you don't want to be like a team leader? Like you don't want to be the director. And I was like, uh, I never thought about it. She's like, you have a, you have a production company, right? I was like, yeah, but it was, it was really more so fear than anything so I was like well you know what let me just um let me sit back and watch and and I'll decide by the end of the night and so she was like okay so by the end of the night I was participating as a team leader um and I was scared crazy because I had not even really planned for it um it was like a month out before the film was to begin um and let me tell you about this competition so you're not to be able the only thing that you can do is secure your location and that's it and your team so you can't pre-write the script you can't come up with any uh, t uh like any topics any scenarios you can't come up with anything like no music i mean you can have like music releases um, from artists, but you can't, like, you just can't plan the, the actual, sh um, shooting of the movie. So, and then you don't even know what the movie's gonna be about. Like, you have, you literally pick it out of the hat, and that begins your 48 hours. So, we all met at this off-site location, and I, it was like a rabbit in a hat. I picked, um, Road Mystery. So, Road Movie Mystery, which was amazing. Um, and we wrote the script, directed, oh, we wrote, produced everything within 48 hours, like literally. I got it, I got the film in, well, we got the film in like two minutes before they closed the doors. 
like we were rendering the film inside of the vehicle so yeah anyways um long story short i was able to secure sponsors um so we had our coffee sponsors we had a, we had a chef on on set like it was really a really nice experience and a lot of people came up to me at the end of the shoot and they were like this is the best set experience i've ever had and that means more to me than anything because um to be on a set and to have people who don't know what they're doing or it be unprofessional or it's just it's sad because you're dedicating your time you're almost getting paid nothing or sometimes you are getting paid nothing and all you want is decent food and decent people so at the end of the day um and i did this on a zero budget no budget like at all um i had everything from uh, everything donated to me and i mean I use my background in marketing to uh, and writing to request the things that I needed. So you can never say you can't do something because you can. It's within you. You just have to find the resources. And that's it, guys. Bye. So those last two songs you heard, Gone Too Soon and Blue Skies, were um, two songs that were featured on my first film so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna link the film in the description and hopefully it works you guys get to see it it's a it's a five minute film so um i hope you guys like it let's talk about it what you guys think like did you figure it out it's a it, the whole genre was a murder mystery and we actually filmed we filmed it in um two days so we wrote it produced it directed it everything acted in it filmed it everything in two days so let me know what you guys think Holla. okay okay love you have asked me what is your social media well that's a lie nobody asked me that but i'm about to tell you i'm about to tell y'all my other social media okay i'm on instagram at angie ray a-n-j-i-r-a-y i'm also on facebook at angie ray productions i'm also on snapchat angie ray um and twitter angie ray as well so yeah that's my shameless plug okay okay Y'all, I'm lit. Okay, listen. If you like to follow me on any of those entities, I welcome it. I try to have um, a variety of content. So, uh, yeah, there's there's the tea. Okay, honey. Ciao, booze. What's up, y'all angels? So, I have, I have a friend, right? And she has a web series called Dating and Waiting. And it's dope. I really like it. Um, it's about waiting to have relations until you're married, right? So, what do you guys think about that? Because I feel like it's biblical and it's admirable to those people who actually practice celibacy. Um... But I'm seeing like a lot of people have are feeling a way about it. Like, how do I know some people can't do it and I get it. But there are actually some people out there who are waiting before they get married to be in a intimate relationship, physical relationship with another person. 
And it's worked for a lot of people like Devon Franklin and Megan Good. Uh, Devon Franklin was celibate for 10 years before he married Megan and they never engaged. Uh, CC, Sierra and Russell Wilson are another couple. Um, I mean, there's a lot of of people out there who are actually practicing it and they actually have great marriages um, and they seem super happy. And I think it's because like they did exactly what they were supposed to do, which was to become intimate with their spouse on a mental level. So I just want to get your thoughts on it. What do you think about celibacy? I think it's amazing um, and admirable, but I mean, it's to each his own, right? What's up, angels? I have a special treat for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just I want you to stay tuned and listen. The next segment is my special treat from me to you. All right. I hope you guys love it like I do. Bye. Hello. Hi, LaCora. It's Angie Ray. Hello, Angie Ray. How are you? I'm Awesome. I'm so glad to connect with you. I know. I am so glad as well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay. So your web series, Dating and Waiting, actually was the jumping off point for one of my hot topics on my show. So I said, why not have her get on and just talk about her process and what led you up to that, to to creating Dating and Waiting? Man, um, it all was, and it was a process, absolutely. But to make a long story short, uh, I was inspired by another web series called Black Boots. And I asked myself, well, it was about a fraternity, but I said, well, what is it that I can do? If I had a reflection, a mirror on me, what would it be? And it was abstinence. So um, I decided to start writing and creating um, had a little, you know, battle trying to figure out some things. So I called in another girlfriend and then my other friend asked me to join on. Um, and that's how it all started. Yeah. Okay, wow. And you are, is it just you writing on the show or do you have multiple writers and directors? Multiple writers. It was actually three of us, uh, that co-wrote, uh, the particular project dating and waiting so it and that is a hard process Angie I know you know you talked about the film festival the 48 yes. hours um so it is when hard. you have up, it. yes it's so hard <laughs> to compromise you see the vision that you had that it starts to change and yes. you're just like oh my gosh so yes it was multiple writers it was three of us well the writing is very witty I mean I have laughed out loud several times and I know a lot of people like on social media, especially, they say, I'm screaming or I'm laughing out loud, and there's no laughing for real. But I literally, <laughs> like, I literally was laughing out loud. Like, it's witty writing. So, uh, I'll be that you. it was, yes, ma'am. Even though it was hard to compromise, I, I, it really paid off. I wouldn't have, it doesn't show in the writing at all. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, you know, with the, I'm not sure if you know this, Andy, but it actually started off as a short film. Um, and so it's very different from the film to the web series. I had to implement and add different nuances, um, voiceovers, narration, sound effects, things like that to make it more made for TV kind of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little different. So I really appreciate that. It's super polished, though. I mean... 
Where can people find you if they want to look up some information on the on the web series or just you know tell us a little bit more, more about you, Lacora, as an artist. Sure thing. And congratulations uh, on your new marriage as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So I know a lot of people. They know my new last. Well, they may not know my new last name, and it's Bellard. Uh, so B E L L A R D. But my website website where they could still find various information on who I am as a producer because yes I'm an executive producer I write but I am also an actress you know I do red carpet hosting and that information could be found on www.lacorastevens.com that's l-a-c-o-r-a lacora Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S dot com. And you'll see, you know, steals from commercials or, you know, reels of commercials, fitness videos that I've done, red carpet interviews from interviewing people like Angela Bassett, Matt Damon, Taraji P. Henson, uh, just whomever, especially the Christian community. So that is my focus to highlight Christians in the entertainment business. Okay, I love it. Yeah, that's but actually, I, we have one more minute. We have a, about fifty seconds left. But that's where I met you. I met you at a Christian um, event yep. in LA. So you are based out of LA. I'm yes. by coastal. I'm in Atlanta and LA. So right now I'm in Atlanta. But um, so last words, any um, encouragement that you want to send out to people who are just trying to get their feet wet in this industry? Man, create your own. Learn YouTube. The University YouTube is awesome. Um, you can learn so much there. So don't be afraid to step out almost like your past interview where, you know, you just decided to do it and you were at the helm of your project. Okay. Do create your own work. That awesome. Thank you so much, LaCora. I will be calling you again, but thank you so much, you guys. Angels, and make sure to follow her, LaCora Stevens on or Ballard on um on Instagram as well. All right guys, be blessed. Bye. Bye. Hi, Andrew Ray. I'm just calling in. And also to let your followers, like it looks like you get a lot of um, you know, people who listens in. So I need to try and get some listeners. Please favorite my channel, guys, listen to my station. Um, you know, and call in and everything. So thank you. And thank you, Andrew. I've been listening to your station. I love it. Keep doing you. Bye. Angie Ray, what up? How are you? Uh, this is Brandon from the Baron Podcast. Just wanted to call in to show you some love. Also, I thought your question was really interesting. Am I the type of person who uh, can take uh, criticism well? Probably not. Uh, I always get the... I always get people telling me that I'm uh, I'm very sensitive and you know very emotional and I, I feel like when someone's giving me criticism um, I don't take it well probably because of my insecurities you know that means I have a lot of work to do you know internally on myself and uh, I'm more than okay with admitting that and accepting that but in general <laughs> nah I do not take criticism well. Love your station and talk to you soon.
A girl, Angie Ray, Maddie Pace, coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show. Girl, first off, thank you again for all the love, all the retweets, all the likes, all the listens, all the honesty, all the greatness that you bring to the table. Girl, you're beautiful from inside and out, but you already know that. But I just wanted to comment on your criticism uh, segment, and let me tell you something. I love criticism. I take it very well, but the thing about criticism for me is a lot of people will tell you things to try to get in your head to prevent you from moving forward because they may be unhappy in life and what they've done or haven't done. So if I hear the same piece of constructive criticism multiple times, I'm more apt to make a solid change and let it affect the way I do things as if I only hear it one time from one person. So that's the way I look at constructive criticism. Some people are honest, some people are dishonest, but at the end of the day, if you're hearing something in multiple masses, you might need a change. So thank you. One love. Angie, hey, it's LL. You know I had to respond to this man-weave situation. Hell to the no. Please don't. I mean, just go bald. Why get a weave? I don't understand it. And I'm talking about straight men. You know, gay men, you can do whatever you want to. Look fabulous, do your thing. But straight men, please don't. Angie Ray Killjoy here. I just want to thank you for reminding me what a truly great American treasure we have and Miss Rebecca Black. I'd almost, I'd almost forgotten the delightful sounds of Friday.